I mean, what's intriguing is the idea of getting rid of bots. I mean, they're everywhere. And it's it gets old. I mean, I've seen people argue with them. I'm like, dude, you're arguing with a That's not, not real a real thing. person. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 8.13 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Good to have the team all back in place. Eric Bilstead, Vince Vetrano here with you till 9 o'clock. Debbie on traffic. Adam's in the newsroom. And Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. Also happy to report that Eric is back in his regular station here. If you watch us on the live stream, which you can do on our YouTube channel, you can do it on WTMJ.com. Click on the live stream on our app as well. A lot of places where you can watch HD video feed of what's going on in the studio. You'll note that earlier in the morning, Eric was in a different spot than he normally does all of his work. Well, because the mic wasn't working, so only yeah. some things were working over here. So I moved over to a different spot and made it work. Which was good. So we could keep the program going largely without a hit. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Eric's mic stopped working, and we had... Uh, engineer was in here. Jody was in here Jody's working in here. on Scotty it. Scotty was in here working on it. And then <laughs> pancakes like, do you hear me? Is this happening? So we've, we've resolved it. Eric, what was the solution to your problem? So uh, the engineer, Scotty, tells me that the uh, microphone was unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure what I did. Uh, Unplug it. But he's like, dude, did you not notice that it wasn't plugged? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. That's the IT guy or the... Tech guy, whatever, in your office, everywhere. It's why they yeah. ask you well, first, did you turn it on? The first thing that he says to me, he's like, are you messing with me? I'm like, what are you talking about? Talking about? He's like, are you no, you to- moved all your stuff. You were in a completely <laughs> different spot. He's like, did you do this on purpose? That's and you what said what? I'm like, no. You totally thought he, I did it on purpose just to mess with him. <laughs> just to have him come in here and do that. You know what, man? If you had done that, actually, I would have fully supported that. That's a good prank. Hey, man, I need you in here right away. The studio's not working, this thing. Uh-huh, just Mike's unplugged, unplugged. Mike. That's why they ask you, is it plugged in? Works a lot of the time. Long way from back. a done deal. Do want to get into this with you this morning. The Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Keep that number handy. We'll take your calls. We'll take your thoughts on the Old National Bank talk and text line. On the American Family Field funding story, because I didn't have, as I hosted Wisconsin's afternoon news, news was breaking out. I know you guys covered uh, on the front end yesterday mm-hmm. sort of what we thought was going to be in their proposal from the Wisconsin State Legislature. We've had time to digest it now. It's in front of us, and I'm interested in where people are at. I'm going to spend the first part of this walking you through what we know, bringing you up to speed, and then we'll take your thoughts and comments on it. Path to keeping the brewers in Milwaukee for more than a quarter century right now. Ensuring American Family Field remains a viable community asset through that time. The legislation unveiled Monday by lawmakers. It's a package of funding, $700 million all in, and it spans the next 27 years, including contributions from Milwaukee city and county taxpayers, state taxpayers, and $100 million from the Brewers organization. I spoke with Brewers President of Business Operations, Rick Schlesinger, Monday afternoon. I did use that when we talked to Celeste yesterday. Were you worried that that would well, offend did, him? No, not him. Like he, Rick knows who he's talking to over here. Right? <laughs> Known him for a lot of years. He's not going to fix me. But it was the afternoon show. I just thought maybe different flavor, maybe different feel. Yeah, it's a little bit more professional in the yeah, afternoon. Nah, I used it. Uh, anyway, Rick said the team, they recognize there's a lot of debate yet to be had. The bill, I'm told, will start in the assembly. 
So that means it needs to pass the assembly, goes next door in the Senate. If they make any changes, it goes back to the Senate. They have to pass two identical pieces of legislation out of legislature, signature from the governor, and then buy-in from city and county. More on that in a minute. But the team is focused on the end result regardless, not who gets credit nor the particulars of one plan over another. I am not wedded to a specific bill or specific piece of legislation. I'm focused on the objective, and there are many different pathways to get there. And the good news, again, is that it looks like there's bipartisan support for the objective, which is the most important thing in this process. While I am completely in favor of getting some sort of deal done, and I'm kind of with Schlesinger on that, the particulars, whether it was the governor's proposal, which I kind of liked, whether it's this proposal, which I also like, whether it's something else that keeps the brewers here for the long term. And yes, I admit, requires a great deal of taxpayer input. I, I support that, but taxpayers are right to be skeptical. This is a lot of money. And and how bipartisan is it? Right. I mean, the uh, Senate Minority Leader, uh, Senator Agard, released a statement yesterday that did not indicate they were on board just yet. And what else would it take to get them on board? Here's a part of her statement. While I'm happy to sit down in a bipartisan manner to work out the details, any plan cannot place too great of a burden on the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County. So, yeah, let's get into that in a moment. But let me catch you up, to on the Brewers' ownership contribution. That's Mark Atanasio as principal owner. There are other investors as well. Are they doing enough on their end, throwing in the $100 million? Why should taxpayers and those who are concerned about it believe that that contribution from the Brewers is fair? Because it is a significant amount of money, and all we're asking of the state is for it to uh, fulfill its obligations made to us and the taxpayers in 1996 when the ballpark funding was approved, that our landlord has sufficient funds to meet its existing obligations to the team. We're not asking for the district to enhance their obligations We're not looking for the team to reduce our obligations. In fact, to the contrary, we're increasing our financial uh, contribution to the project. All we're asking for is that the landlord have enough money to meet obligations that promised us a quarter century ago. As we always look at the old National Bank talk and text line, again, 855-616-1620, always questions about why do taxpayers have to pay for millionaires to play in a billionaire stadium and, and, and all of those things. These are the economics of professional sports. I think it's kind of sucky that that's how it goes, right? But this is how it goes. If you want to be a major league city, pick your sport. These stadiums, these arenas require significant public input. They just do. And the reality of it is if you don't have that, they don't stay here or they don't come here. So you can debate whether or not that's right or wrong. It is what it is. So you can debate the particulars as well. I think the the harder piece Eric, you alluded to it, is going to be, do you get buy-in from the city of Milwaukee? Do you get buy-in from Milwaukee County? I did reach out to a source in the mayor's office just to try to get a pulse of it on it. They're not sure at this point whether it will require common council approval, which adds a whole other layer of approval. What if everybody's on board, but Milwaukee Common Council can't get eight votes across? What if everybody's on board, but... Milwaukee County Board can't get a majority vote on it, and that gums it, it up. Does it need that? Like, if the legislative uh, plan is put through with just providing this money through these different services, do you need to ask all the local entities as well? Like, I'm not even sure if that'll be written in or not. Inside politics on that, I think, is you're not going to get the senator from Superior or the state assemblywoman from Lady Smith to sign off on all this state 
taxpayer funding if city of Milwaukee, if county of Milwaukee aren't buying in since they are the primary beneficiaries. You can make a strong argument that this is a regional asset. I believe that. Uh, But when you start talking about, and it was a non-starter from the get-go, anyone who brings up, well, we should revive the five-county sales tax. Non-starter, nobody wants that. Not going to happen. So I think if you don't get city and county buy-in, you're not going to get the votes you need outstate in order to move this forward. One other thing I'll bring up before we start taking folks' calls and thoughts on this. Significant upgrade and investment under this particular plan. How did we go from $300 million from the governor to $700 million in this package? A couple of ways. Number one, this package extends the lease deal out to 2050. It's further. Right. So the governor's proposal, I think, had him through 2043. This takes it seven more years and basically, by all intents and purposes, the useful end of this building. Interesting uh, from the 262. By the year 2050, the stadium won't even be feasible anymore. Keep the money and in 10 years build a new stadium. That's more feasible. What they want to do is upgrade the stadium to make it a year-round venue. The winterization obviously is is could be significant. It's you know this is a great facility, but in the off season it's dormant. The winterization would allow us to have events here in the winter in a comfortable you know warm environment, uh, and that could be anything from basketball games to volleyball to concerts to you know monster truck shows to an NHL game to Brewers Fan Fest to you know a whole range of opportunities that even we haven't thought about, but drive revenue to the Brewers drive revenue to the state, bring in people from outside the state, outside the region to come here and spend money. I mean, I was fine with the governor's proposal. That sounded like a good deal to me at the time. I like this better because less often that we have to have this conversation, the better. Right. This takes care of it. We don't have to talk about it for more than 20 years. Now, obviously, towards the end, you go about 20 years out, we have to start thinking about what is the future, and we'll have that conversation again. But do it. Do it right. In terms of winterization, that opens the opportunities, as Schlesinger indicated, for more things outside of the Brewers circle that will bring people in to enjoy this venue. I've heard rave reviews about the concerts they've had there. Generally speaking, they've been really good. People like it as a music venue. It brings business, once again, to have another big event here in the city to people all throughout the region. So I think that's that's all good. I like that idea. Possibility of hosting other major types of sporting events in there. Don't text about football. The dimensions don't work. Can't have football in there. Not football. You can uh, have football. But you can't have football. Come on. Just one game. You Find a way. There's not enough. They not play enough them at room. Wrigley Field. Come on. And they almost run out of space right I there at they, that wall. I, I think, think they kind of do. <laughs> I think literally there's not enough. I don't think there's 100 yards across right. plus the end zones. Uh, but nonetheless, more events that could be there. That's Rick Schlesinger's thought on all of those questions. What say you? 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. Talk to you next. Eight twenty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Would love to hear from you. What do you think of the new proposal for funding American Family Field and securing the long-term future for your Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee through twenty fifty? This text coming in. I like this proposal because of the length, and there must be things that Milwaukee and Madison taxes pay for up north sometimes. So I think you have to look at the entire state with a little bit more open mind if you live up north. We drive 90 minutes with a 10-pack to go to Brewers games, shuttle from a bar, buy gas, snacks, etc. It's part of the economy. 
All right, here's another one. $600 million in taxpayer money for checks notes. Zero equity in the team, so we can do this all over again in 2043. Well, under this case, it would be 2050. Right, but you I start think the conversation yes, earlier. Right. Uh, another one here is saying that, okay, so all this means is that there'll be a monster truck show once in the middle of winter, shaking my head. I think it's definitely going to be more than that, and I think you've seen the Brewers only increase the invitation and and want, even during the baseball season, to have major concert events. They tried the Badger thing with the basketball thing. That was last fall. Um, I think they have a definite interest in bringing more big events. It'll be more than one or two things a year. Another texter says, put Sean Went on the case, and the stadium will be fully funded by Atanasio. So I got on the phone, and I called Sean Went. 855-616-1620, Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Uh, Ace Mike, negotiator. Mike is with us from Burlington. Morning, Mike. Morning. This absolutely makes my blood boil. I mean, was it five years ago we quit paying the tax for, for this? We aren't even in, you know, in the Milwaukee County. And is there any guarantee that in 20 years they won't you know, blackmail us again to try to move somewhere else? Take the team to another city. Try to get two or three billion to build a stadium. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm so tired of us all this corporate welfare. We're bailing out the owners again. What is he going to quadruple his money if he decides to sell the team right now? I mean, just oh. So, so you're willing to give up the Brewers because that's the reality. They will leave absolutely without a doubt. Or do this, okay? You pay your 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 sales tax. You take your tax thing at the end of the year. You go buy a ticket, you get to take that off the ticket. They're going to make enough money on, on other sales while you're there, plus two or three other games you go to. I mean, you get nothing. You don't get discounts. I mean, technically you get a discount half price or something on a ticket for one game. But where's my tickets for free games for all the taxes I pay for this? And it's nothing but corporate welfare again and again and again all over this country. I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. Uh, Mike calling from Racine County, which uh, was in the five-county sales tax region. They do on a regular basis in terms of what do you get for folks who paid into that a number of five county appreciation nights where your tickets are half price and then also deals on certain concessions as well. I can't remember how frequently they do that, E, but it's at least once a month if it's not once a week mm-hmm. where the brewers do offer special deals and discounts to folks in that five-county region. Another texter says private businesses get hundreds of millions of dollars in grants all the time, and nobody ever seems to worry about that, even if they're not getting a direct benefit. But as soon as it comes to a professional sports, there's always all sorts of people who seem to have a very strong opinion just because they're not sports people. The point there being is that yeah, it's not just so it's not not just the Brewers or the Bucks that get some type of quote unquote welfare. And I think of and you can as well all of the things that your taxpayer dollars go to fund that that you don't use. Yeah, I'm a golfer. A lot of people don't golf, but we have taxpayer input in Milwaukee County, Washington County. I think every county, or to, not every county, but most counties are in to some degree in the golf business. They put that on now. In in the case of Milwaukee County, that's a revenue generator. So that's good. Mm-hmm. They put this on, and it, mm-hmm. it's an investment. But there are quality of life, in life investments in the parks. The parks are a net revenue drain on the county, but the county invests in the parks because it's something that people like to do. They feel that it uh, elevates the county, makes it a more livable quality place. Of life, quality of life, which is very important. Yep. So, right, and those are taxpayer dollars invested. From the 414, how is this any different than creating a TIF district and giving money to multimillion-dollar developers? It happens all the time. Pick your project, right? Skyscrapers going up. That's TIF district. We're going to knock off a whole bunch in taxes. We'll give you all these tax breaks that you otherwise would have had to pay in order for you to make what you say is a viable profit 
and then go ahead and put the building up. And I have no problem with people debating that either. A lot of folks, I think you have to do that on a case-by-case basis. You have to look at that. If there's some developer who is into the local municipality for a big old tax break, you have to look at that piece of property and say, would this project go up otherwise were it not for this taxpayer-funded investment? If the answer is no, that tends to be a good investment in my mind. If the answer is yes, uh, no, we could find somebody to buy this piece of land and actually do it on their own. Right. Then you have to be better business people in local government. 833 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty one on Wisconsin's morning news. Lots more to get to before we hit nine o'clock, but I do want to cover this question that came in on the old National Bank talk and text line regarding stadium funding at American Family Field. Can anybody answer the question of when special events occur at American Family Field? Does the stadium district get part of the income from those events or does it all go to the Brewers? Short answer is none of the profits on the Brewers end go back to the stadium district. This is part of the gravy, and one of the reasons that the Brewers like to see improvements at the ballpark and the ability to have these special events is that when there are profits, they can take that and reinvest in the team. One of the reasons that we made the argument in the mid-90s about we need to move on from County Stadium, we need a, a stadium that can generate revenue so that we can make the money, so that we can pour more money into the ball club, so we can bring on better players, so we can get that World Series. If you want us to be competitive... We have to have these revenue streams so that we can invest in the ball club. People can debate whether or not principal owner Mark Atanasio does a good enough job of that. You know, whether or not the payroll that he sets is enough. You can debate that. But one of the arguments for having a Cadillac facility like this is so the Brewers can make money off of that facility and invest in good players and in good managers and good staff. Uh, One thing how that breaks down, and I have this directly from the Brewers. So they don't get any percentage of the gate. So they make no money like off of ticket concert. sales. Nope. Pink takes that and the promoters and however yeah, else they yeah. divide that up. So what the brewers get out of special events revenue is concessions and parking. Now, it's it's. I initially thought, like, geez, is that even worth it then? Because that's a lot of work to put on a show like that. A lot of parking spaces. Start breaking it down. Do the math. 11,000 parking stalls at... Well, it's a minimum $20 for a concert, right? With some of those preferred parking spots, probably even more than that. Right. So let's take it on the conservative end. 20 times 11,000 is somewhere in the neighborhood of a quarter million dollars on parking alone. Then you add in concessions. So, you know, let's say you're taking in $300,000 or whatever. You do that four or five times a year, you're over a million dollars. So that's not nothing. It's a million more dollars that go, hopefully, to be reinvested in the organization. But thought it was important to answer that question. And wherever I can find factual information for you, I'll do that. Happy to answer your questions on that so you can make an informed opinion as to what should happen here. Speaking of paying for things... There is some chance that above zero that AI will kill us all. X-Watch. It's not called Twitter anymore. That's it's called one of X. great quotes of all time. It just happened. Some chance above zero that AI will kill us all. Right. But anyway, shoulder shrug. So this has to do with what used to be called Twitter. Now it's X. Elon Musk says that a small monthly service fee for using X is likely. Whoa. So that means everybody. If you're going to use this, what's supposed to be this groundbreaking new social media app, you're going to have to pay for it. At least that's what he said to... Um, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Now, why would he randomly say that to the Prime Minister of Israel? Well, because Netanyahu, Netanyahu's in town, spoke to Musk and said, hey, what are you doing about all the anti-Semitism, all the hate speech that to is circulating? That out yeah, what are you doing platform. to stop that? 
And Musk basically said the only way to prevent armies of bots, which is what we've seen, is to amplify the idea of paid user. So you need to pay monthly to use the site at all costs, not just a premium, everybody. At least that's what he says would be the only way to get rid of the armies of bots. So it is, I don't know, likely maybe too strong of a word, but it's anticipated that this could happen at some point in the near future that everyone would have to pay. So a couple of things on that. Is there another social platform that you pay to use? Facebook's free, Instagram free, TikTok free, Snapchat Mm. free. I mean, there are some. So this would change the equation. There's none prominent that I can think of. So then it would become more like maybe like a streaming service in a way, right? Because they all have offered in the past things to watch on Twitter. Would the others follow suit? There's that open question: Is say he charges five bucks a month or whatever it is? What did he want to charge for Twitter Blue? Ten? It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. Still a decent amount of money. Ten more dollars, right? right? So over a hundred dollars a year. So it'd be interesting to see if others follow suit. I mean, what's intriguing is the idea of getting rid of bots. I mean, they're everywhere, and it's it gets old. I mean, I've seen people argue with them. I'm like, dude, you're arguing with a that's not, not real a real thing. person. <laughs> Other thing is, it changes the equation because, as I often say, if you're using something for free, you're not the customer. Right. So who's the customer on Twitter? The advertiser, right? They're the customer that needs to be kept. And happy. by the way, they're losing a lot of revenue right now on X. So if you're now paying in, now you become at least part of that customer equation. Does Twitter then have to be more responsive to what users whine about or complain about or like or dislike? Now Twitter. X. Sorry. There is some chance that above zero that AI will kill us all. Ten minutes before 9 o'clock, a couple of things to get to here. The United Nations General Assembly in New York City, leaders from all over the world, well, many of them, although some notable absences, uh, meeting in New York this week. You've got President Biden is expected today, right, when he addresses the General Assembly? Yes, world leaders gathering in New York for the U.N. General Assembly. Uh, The president is expected to address the General Assembly, as is the Ukrainian president. The annual meeting of the U.N. General Assembly begins with President Biden and Ukraine's president set to take the podium at a troubled time in the world as it faces the highest number of violent conflicts since 1945, beset by the consequences of Russia's 2022 invasion of Ukraine and the related spike in food prices. But is the UN losing some of its relevancy because there are several world leaders who aren't showing up this year? Russian President Vladimir Putin, which, no shocker, he's not coming. He can't go anywhere because he might get arrested for war crimes. China President Xi Jinping also sitting out, but again, no shocker there. They weren't there last year. But so are France President Emmanuel Macron, the British Prime Minister, and India's Prime Minister. None of them going. What's Macron got going? So Macron was there last year. Here, <laughs> What, no good? I, I'm a little surprised at what his scheduling conflict is. Okay, I can't be there on account of? Well, we got to host Britain's King Charles. King Charles has to come to Paris this week, so we're going to do that instead. Couldn't do that next week? I week mean, before? I'm probably ignorant, but how busy is King Charles? Does he really have that much as on his As busy as he wants to be. All the time. Right, exactly. That, that one doesn't make sense to me. 
So analysts uh, say that world leaders skipping the U.N. risks weakening the institution when it's already struggling to remain relevant. I mean, you have a lot of different conflicts. Africa's dealing with a lot of different military coups and whatnot, and they're having their trouble getting their arms around those. Obviously, you have some of the bigger ones, like the Ukraine situation. Zelensky, again, is going to say, hey, need some support here. What's the U.N. doing? (laughs) Well, and I... Man, would love to know what comes out of the U.N. Security Council meeting, which is part of this larger week of activities, because Zelensky is expected to be there as well. Putin's not going to be there from Russia, but there will be a representative from Russia. I can't remember if it's the U.N. ambassador who is there or who will stand in for Putin in that Security Council meeting, but they'll be in the same room together. The Security Council, which was designed to be a major force in maintaining peace and stability, has been notably absent in efforts to resolve issues, paralyzed by divisions among its veto-holding members. Right. That's the problem, is the Security Council is split. So this was supposed to be, we're the most powerful nations on Earth. Can we get together and sort of figure all this out? out But you got Putin and Xi on one side and everybody else on the other. And they're at they're at odds with one another. So do they like talk about like other things though? At the water cooler, where'd you eat last night? Yeah, did you have where, dinner? Where'd you yeah. go? Did you? Oh yeah, that. Oh, you went to the Bronx. Oh, we uh, we had a reservation there, but uh, no, my buddy said he didn't like that. And that's this is right after <laughs> they were just right screaming after. at each other. Yes, I think though if there are no cameras in there, maybe less posturing. Oh, just worrying sure. about you know whatever. And by the way, that's Washington all the time. That's true. That's true. You would hope that they could behind the closed door. Get down to it. I better pound the table. Camera on me. 854 Wisconsin's Morning News. I lied before, Debbie. I said one more time before 9 o'clock. Let's do it yet another time. Oh, maybe she... (laughs) 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 she... All right, I released her. I dismissed her too early. I thought we'd do one more traffic here. Can we go get her? Nah, that's good. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. You have some shower activity moving into southeast Wisconsin. A lot of it is falling apart, and some of the rest of it is diving to the south. But look for a shower today still this morning. High of 70 degrees. Right now it's 62, and we bring in Sandy Max. And who's your friend here? Sandy, Sandy do you want to introduce him? Do you remember him? him? He's back. Hey! Buongiorno, buongiorno. Hey. Steve Scafidi oh, rejoins WTMJ now. You know, uh, 30 hours ago, I was sipping wine in a mountaintop village of Italy. Well, welcome back to the fluorescent lights of American society. <laughs> <The> glaring, <laughs> harsh lights. No, it's, it, it was an amazing trip. I, I'm going to go through some of the... We had some drama at the beginning. Did you? Air traffic control strike in France canceled our departure flight. Oof. So 40-plus listeners... We're on edge, and we okay. fi- we figured Rose Fox, Rose Gray Fox World Travel they, they they brilliantly did the dance and got us there. That's you know what honestly that's why you travel with folks, especially Ooh, big yeah. things like this. Is like I don't want to be on my phone in France trying to figure no. out how to get to right. Italy. I said to Rose, <laughs> I don't know how they did it because when you have big groups, it's when something cancels, you got to reschedule. Yeah, all right. Those folks. Fox World Travel, brilliant job. Nice. And think about this: we had people had never been out of the country before. Getting on that bus, expecting to leave. We didn't leave till the next day. So what did I do? I said, let's drink and eat. Yes, and we sir. did it yes, in sir. a crazy hotel bar in Chicago. It's a w- good warm-up. Absolutely. WTMJ Now with Stephen Sandy is up next. Hold First my one. beer.